Good morning, good morning. Listen, my name is Latrice Bartley, founder of Purposefully Living, and I am so glad to be here with you today. Yes, I know it's not Monday. Yes, I know it's Tuesday, but guess what? Every day, every single day is an opportunity to get in God's Word, and I got a little, little something, something I want to talk to you about today. So you know that we are in this series of which I am naming and have named, you are rich. You are rich. So we are, in other words, we're deep diving in Ephesians. And I told you that there's going to be different parts to the series, right? So we're in chapter one. Um, and in this chapter, I am calling this part, you are rich. Now, let's just go ahead and talk for a moment. For those of you that know me, you know, I'm raw. Listen, no edits. You're going to get what you get. You probably notice I look a little different. I ain't in a suit. Nope. I want to just talk to someone transparently. I always say that, but I'm very transparent. But here's the thing. I want to encourage you how I encourage myself. Um, I always say the core, uh, the our foundational scripture for Mindset Monday is let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ, which was also in Christ Jesus. And the reality is that is not, that's a whole process, which is why I'm here every week, every week encouraging you in the word of God, because we have to war with the word of God. So I want to just start out being very honest with you, um, because I believe it'll help someone. And one thing I never want to do, listen, if you know me, if you really know me, or if you just been following me and you think you know me, this is what you probably do know. I do like to dress up. I do. Y'all, I'm a girly girl all the way to the T and I done birthed one. Y'all pray for me. She stay in my stuff, but I'm a girly girl, but you're going to see me one, two ways. You're going to see me girly girl dressed up, or you're going to see me in a gym looking like I'm about to fight. And I might be, because that's where I get a lot of my spiritual downloads is in the gym. Because whether you know it or not, your spiritual life, woo, I'm telling you, a gym workout in the spirit will change your life. So that's where Get Fit comes in. Get Fit is a two-edged sword, but it is simply my opportunity to remind you to get focused, intentional, and tenacious. What does that mean? God first, goal second. That's basically what it means. It means concentrate on God's word, elevate it, bring it to the forefront, intentionality, action. How are we going to walk this thing out? Can't just read it. Can't just look at it. You got to be a doer of it. So that means you got to put some action. Tenaciousness, listen, we can't give up. We got to endure to the end. We can't get weary well doing. Hence, get fit. So what I want to share with you is that's the whole process, right? And it don't always look good even for me. So I wanted to share with you today, as I'm getting ready to deep dive into the next part of Ephesians, I woke up this morning a hot mess. Yesterday, I started out great, as many of you might do, but I'm just being honest. It was a whole Monday, whatever that means, because every day God created is a great day, but it just, if I be very honest, I don't feel like I planned like I should have, right? You know, and so I am also learning as I encourage you how to walk the pace of grace. That is okay. You know, we show up to the day and we say, here I am, Lord. We acknowledge him in all our ways and he really does direct our paths. But sometimes we just like, what, wait, what, what path I went down? Like you're just confused, right? And so if I be honest, it was a little bit of that. And then by the end of the day, it just went left. Like, I, I don't know. And here's the reality of it. I really did get so discouraged. I did. And so in my mind, I said, mm, 
Mindset Monday. God has given me this word. I I'll do it next week. You know, they ain't nobody really listening to me. You know, we woe is me. You know, we just ain't nobody listening anyway. It don't matter. Right? Okay, there's two things wrong with that. Number one, when the Lord gives you something to do, you're faithful over it. That's number one. It don't matter what the people want to hear. He said do it, so we honor God, right? So I had to get that part together. Like, mindset Monday don't belong to me. It belongs to the Lord. So it matters how I steward it, and I don't get to do it when I want to. So I had to, you know, get that whipping. Then number two, I had to just recognize, girl, this word you about to share the enemy beating you up before you can get it out. Because I'm going to be honest with you, sometimes when you're preparing something and the Lord is dealing with you, it's like you have to know that the enemy is mad and he doesn't want it to come out. And so why am I sharing this? Because number one, I don't want you to think when I get dressed and I look cute, that's just who I am. I like to look, I like to look nice. That's my mama taught me um, that your beauty has purpose. I ain't going to even go there because I know that's a whole series. Uh, but what I want you to know is I am imperfectly perfect. In other words, in his strength, I can do anything with God. All things are possible. God plus Latrice is some God for this. Okay. So I need you to understand that I have bad days. I fall. I make a mess. I yell at my children and have to go back and say, I'm sorry. And so today I just wanted to just make sure if I could say, I let my hair down. See, I'm even casual. Y'all, y'all, I'm casual. This casual for me. <laughs> I'm casual because I wanted you to understand it don't look good all the time. It doesn't. But what you do have to do is what I did. Now, I ain't feel like all the stuff, but I said, oh, I'm going to get on here. I'm going to comb my hair and put on some makeup and look good. And I'm going to show the enemy what you, what, what you, what you were, who you messing with. Here, here I go. So that's what I wanted to tell you. And here's the other thing I want to share real quick. Community. Community is powerful. Because it's amazing. I call her my twin, but she's like my sister in the spirit. And she called me this morning and, and hear me helping someone. Sometimes when we really low, when we're down, when we're thinking about the things that we haven't done. And, and that's where, I'm going to be very honest with you, that's where I was this morning. I began to recall, but not the good things. Not recall the mind, the Lord's faithfulness. I was recalling the mind. I messed up and I could have did this. And why am I, da, 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 all the things, Right. And in that moment, I was crying. Y'all, I'm going to be honest with you. I was crying at my laptop, but then at the same time saying, but you said, like I was warring with the word. My feelings were saying something. I was feeling my feelings a little bit, but then I was trumping it with the word of God. I'm sharing this because I'm human. I, and some of you might be looking like, you know, she's saying all this mindset Monday stuff. She don't know. No, you, you don't know what I know. I know a lot and I've been through a lot. But I'm telling you how, what I have to tell myself. And we have to fight through the word of God. But then my my good, I call her my twin. She called me. Now, I, we are this thing for real. Because she said I do it to her. I have no idea how this girl know to call me at that time. Like tears coming. And here's the thing that I'm going to tell you. Pick up the phone. See, I did at least have enough sense to pick up the phone. Because you know, some of us, we letting the enemy trample us. And then the person calling, your help calling. You, you know, and it's like, I ain't call, I ain't picking up, I don't, and you know, you don't want to jump off the bridge. It's like into jumping off the bridge. You about to commit suicide, spiritual suicide. You know, you don't want to jump. You looking at that water going, Ooh, gee, oh Lord. You don't want to do it. You at the side of your eye, hoping somebody say, Hey, you know, so they can kind of talk you down. You don't want to do it. Pick up the phone. I picked up the phone and she just started. 
She was like, you know, I don't call you on the mornings. You know, she was just telling me a schedule. She said, what's going on? I just started crying. What am I saying that? Sometimes community, not sometimes, all the time. Community is good. It's okay. Let your hair down. It's okay to cry it out. It's okay that, but we're going to get ourselves back up. So I took eight of y'all minutes to tell y'all I'm human, but I came on here to slay. All right. In the, in the spirit. Here we go. First of all, do y'all remember that song? Count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your blessings, see what the Lord has done. Count your blessings. I'll be forgetting. All right, here we go. This is what we about to do. Ephesians, you are rich. I am rich. Because please understand. Now, I done shared with y'all transparently what my morning was looking like. And I'm supposed to be taking my kids to Orlando. They waiting. But I said, oh, I'm going to deliver this word real quick. Then we're going to go to Orlando and, and see daddy. But listen, hear me. I need you to count your blessings. This is what I had to do this morning. I had to magnify the Lord. I had to say to myself, please, I'm, 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 I'm talking and I'm laughing. But listen, I'm, I'm really getting serious right now because the enemy is real. And what I was dealing with this morning was real. The tears that was falling was real, but so is God. And so when I'm telling you mindset Monday that I came to tell you that it is through the word of God that we are going to really be able to pioneer, that we are going to really be able to search for, I'm not playing because he mad at me. But here's the thing. He already know where my foundation. I love that song that Chandler Moore talks about our foundation. Fire is going to come. Trouble is going to come. But guess what he's going to discover? I got a firm foundation. You brought it, but the fire ain't tell my stuff. You brought it this morning. I'm going to give it to you. You took all my stuff and balled it up and threw it in my face. But you forgot I had a firm foundation. My solid rock is Jesus. That I'm, listen, I'm planted firmly. So y'all swayed a little bit. Tears cried. I'm going to give you that. But you ain't expect me to get back up, get dressed for the trip and deliver mindset Tuesday before I got on the road. That's what I want to let you know. We got to count our blessings and name them one by one. And guess what? When you begin to do that, you will get encouraged when you begin to think. So I had to say to myself, why art thou cast down? Hope not in God. Like, girl, who you're hoping? Now, if you're hoping Javier, if you're hoping that bank account, if you're hoping them kids, if you're hoping your degree, if your hope is in your contact list, that's a little shady. But if your hope is in your Savior, Jesus Christ, if your hope and your navigation is in the Holy Spirit, come on, then, girl, why art thou cast down? Hope not in God. So then at that point, it's like, well, I need to make my boast up to, uh, to the Lord. Hold on. I had to go ahead and say this morning, oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let me exalt him. I know the scripture say, let us exalt him, uh, let us exalt him together. But I began to say, hold on, let me magnify you. Let me begin to put a magnifying glass on what you've done just yesterday. My daughter is alive. I have a car to get in. I didn't wake up on grass and dirt. I can move and walk. I got choices and clothes. I'm in my right mind, not a mental institution. Hold on. Why am I mad again? Oh, come on. So that's what I want us to do with Ephesians. We are going to review real quick. We're going to count our blessings. Name them one by one. Here we go. Ephesians 1. And mind you, I ain't even talking about the whole Bible. I ain't even going to get into your personal life. What you know, he know. That don't nobody else know. I ain't gonna go there. I'm gonna just stay in Ephesians 1 and count these blessings. You were chosen by God out of all the people. 
he chose you. Number two, God has accepted us through Jesus Christ because we already know God will not and cannot accept us but through Christ Jesus, right? We already know. Listen, here's the scripture, John 14 and 6. What does it say? I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh, what? Unto the Father but by me, okay? Then listen, let's go ahead. Number three, we have been redeemed by the shed blood of Jesus Christ and our sins have been forgiven. We have freedom. Listen, that's what my hope really became. Girl, yeah, that happened. Girl, yeah, you made no mistakes. Yes, this happened. But guess what? I'm free. The blood, I had to think about the blood of Jesus that was shed for me. And then for somebody that might be watching me and they say, well, that sounds good, but what redeemed me? I got you. Redeemed. Gain something in exchange for a payment. Fulfill or carry out a pledge. A debt paid off. Stop right there. Like, think about total cancellation. Like, you think about that bill right now. Somebody called you and said, hey, we just want to let you know. We, I didn't know if you know, but we sent you in the mail. That debt is how you would feel. Imagine your whole life debt. Cancel. That's what redemption means. That's what redeem means. Come on, count your blessings. Number four, God's grace towards abounds towards us. God's grace is not something you can work for or earn or it's about who you know. It's actually the opposite. You, It's nothing you could do for it. It's just his grace abounds. Y'all, grace is mind-blowing. I ain't gonna even get, go there. Number five, God has made his mysterious will. And I put in quotes in my notes, mysterious, because that's important. That was actually in Ephesians. That was in the passage. That's such a blessing because when you think of who God is, why you need to talk to us? He God. He got to tell you nothing. He could say, just go figure it out. And some of you may feel like, well, that's what he do do to me. No. If you knew that you had a seat at the table next to Jesus, you are seated, positioned in heavenly places, you would understand at the right hand is his father. And through him, you have access. So what does that mean? You actually don't have to do everything on your own. You have to recognize you have access and say, wait a minute, there's a mysterious, and basically his will is our purpose. His will is the plan of life. The word of God is his will. When we're praying, Lord, let your will be done. It's the word of God. The word of God in there, you don't have to, it's not like it is hidden. But in other words, the Holy Spirit brings it closer, right? The Holy Spirit gives us that access. We can, yes, read the word, but then we want it rhema. In other words, we need a personal word, right? That's what the Holy Spirit does. He takes that word and then he makes it personal. He, through the word of God, if you've ever been in church and then all of a sudden you're like, how they, how they know all my business? Listen, Holy Spirit taking that, he making it personal, right? So I love that actual verbiage because it says God has made his mysterious will. It to, to us, uh, to the outsiders, those before Christ, we can't understand. But those, when we come in, when we give our life to the Lord, when he begins to transform us and renew our mind, then we can begin to know, hold on, I'm creating Christ Jesus. Wait a minute, for good works. He had a plan long ago. And through the presence of God, through the spirit of God, he begins to reveal that plan and it becomes known to us. That's a blessing. And let me tell you, that's what, that's my intro. 
That's what today's lesson is about. It's called God's plan. Because here's the thing. We all want the plan, right? I'm going to get to number six. We all want the plan. We all think about it. We have people on the internet that literally, they sell master classes. They sell packages of a plan. Maybe you need this. I've done it. I've grossed millions, multi-millions. Come to this and I will give you the plan. I will give you the insight. I will give you the template to how I do it. It comes down to a plan. You buy a master class because you want the plan. What were they steps? Y'all, when you understand how much of a blessing it is to recognize that God had a plan for you. You're not just out here. He's out here. I don't know where I'm going. No, he has a plan. He has a plan that is tailored for you. Come on. That's a whole blessing. And you don't even have to pay for it. He already crafted it. I don't want to get too ahead of my notes. But here's number six. We have been given an inheritance in the kingdom of God. And I'm going to stop there because that's next week. Let's get into this plan. Now, I love this scripture. And I'm trying to slow down. Here we go. Jeremiah 29, 11, But I'm reading it in New English Translation, NET. It says, For I know what I have planned for you says the Lord. I have plans to prosper you, not to harm you. I have plans to give you a future filled with hope. Here's what the message version says. I have it all planned out. Plans to take care of you, not abandon you, not abandon you, not abandon you. Come on. I'm talking to Latrice. You, you take that for you. Not abandon you. Plans to give you the future you hope for. And then of course, the one we most, um, we hear reference most Jeremiah 29, 11, King James Version. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, said the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. Now, I put this one in because this blew my mind. I love to look at different versions because sometimes it just makes the scriptures come alive. I start with King James then, you know, and most times NET, ESV, you know, just depending on what I'm studying. And then message, message takes it a little out of context, but it still gives you, it's good for just reading through it. Uh, but y'all, I love me some NLT. So most of these passages read for, I know the plan, right? That's what we, we hear that preach. But when you go back to King James version, it says, hold on, for I know the thoughts. And when you understand how God is always after our thoughts, the, the heart of a man, that inside man, that version becomes powerful because it's not just the plan, which is the outward, right? The outward result. He started off, if you take King James Version, he said, for I know the thoughts that I think towards you. That's the inside because y'all know get fit is inside out. He said, yeah, I got something for you, but let's go inside. I know the thoughts that I have toward you and they're thoughts of peace and not of evil. Y'all to know that God is always thinking of you and me is mind blowing. Okay. He does not sleep or slumber. He knows the number of hairs on your head. God's thoughts are precious towards us. The word of God in Psalms 139 says they outnumber the sands and I'm talking to myself. Y'all, I had to literally, please hear me. I reviewed this this morning before I got on. I I'm telling you, I started just praising. Tears started coming out because I blessed my own self. Hear me. I'm not on here just to decree and declare to you. I'm talking to Latrice. He knows the number of 
you go to the you go to the beach and try to count the sand. He said that that listen that my thoughts outnumber that. Come on, I don't know if y'all encouraged. He says, "I God sees you when you travel and when you rest at home. God knows everything you do. God knows what you're gonna say before you do it. So when we're talking about God's plan, y'all, His thoughts about us." We have to know how intentional God was. We talked about that last week. It said in love, he chose us before the foundation of the work. Y'all, come on. So now, knowing all of this, he has a plan. His thoughts was me are that vast. That can either do one or two things or both, okay? You can either feel greatly loved or scared or both. Because depending on where you at in your life, it's like, he knows all about me. He see me when I travel and when I sleep. Then who I sleep with. He see all that I do. You're either going to feel real good about that or you're going to be real scared right now. It's okay. Whichever way you land, let's get it right. Because you know that he knows, right? Yes. So here's the thing. It doesn't matter. What's more amazing is whichever way you feel, y'all, whether you nervous at what he knows and sees or whether you're happy, what you need to know is he has a plan. And where you are right now does not, it doesn't challenge the plan. It doesn't X out the plan. He doesn't say, wait, what? She spent extra weight. What she did, he did such and such. Uh, no plan. No, that's what. That's where grace comes in. That's when we somebody count your blessings. Y'all better go up to three and four. That's where that get. And it doesn't mean that you that you take that for granted. Oh, I know he got, I know he gonna get it all right. So I'm gonna do what I do right now. And he'll get, no, no, slow your road. No, 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 no. Cause we need to dig some more in the Bible. Cause he talk about y'all that know what to do. You know, right. And you do wrong. That's a whole nother game. So let's, we gonna stay on the plan, but it don't work. The plan don't work like that. No, but what you need to know as you are being encouraged, as I'm trying to encourage you is that, your past don't count you out. Your failures, the setbacks, the obstacles that we go through, God has a plan. He has it all in control. And his thoughts of us are of peace and not evil, y'all. We talked about, it. well, I don't want to get too ahead of myself. Here's the thing that I want you to get at from the offset. God is always thinking about you. Say that with me. I'm going to say it for me. God is always thinking about Latrice. God is always thinking about me. And he's not just thinking about me. He already knows my expected end, y'all. When he planned for me. Do you know only a visionary can I, can really appreciate? I, I should. Well, that's how I feel. Someone that can see the whole picture, right? Because you don't just plan for the moment. You got to think ahead. You got to think about if this don't work and then what, uh, you know, when you're planning something or starting a business or launching a product, right? You got to take, you and the team are looking, you ain't just looking at that one piece. You're looking at everything. You have a God that when he planned you before you even came out, you was finished. Hear me. He had a plan. He thought all the way ahead. So why am I saying that today? This morning, what I was going through, it don't, it don't shock him. It don't surprise him, okay? He is so wise. He always has the end in view, okay? God is a true planner. He specializes in the details. And if he, if you are me, that just make me happy because he get me. I know I'm too much sometimes for my husband and everybody that has to deal with me. But God, he understands me. Why? 
Because Psalms 37 and 28 says the Lord directs the steps of the godly. He delights in every detail of their lives. So he understands why Therese is so detailed. And she got a plan for the plan for the plan. But then he's also teaching Latrice, girl, rest. Come on, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Come on, expect, surrender, and trust me. And that's a whole process. I taught y'all about that acronym last year that the Lord revealed to me, rest. So when we understand that, he like, yeah, I know who you are, but then you are going to trust me, right? Even when you can't see me. Here is, and it's like, y'all, when you think about this passage, we hear this passage quoted so much, right? But I had to just go here. Hold on. I know that we hear this passage quoted, but y'all, I had to read it differently and i got to bring it into some context for you all because this thing is so mind-blowing when we're talking about jeremiah 29 11 i know we focus on that packet passage but you need to go up and put it in context and this thing gave me life like i started crying for real because during this period right he's talking to the people and they are in exile okay and so he's, he's in, in other words, he's writing them a letter. And so this is so important because I want to read some of this. Just follow me. The, the, the context is so important before you get to 11, because this is not a great situation to be exiled. Okay. Jeremiah is letting them know though, in, in their captivity, God sees them in this situation. God is thinking of them. We don't serve a God that's part-time. He's letting them know, yep, uh-huh, 40 years, yep, in exile. But yet he has a plan. So we have to, we got to deep dive in this for just a minute. So this is what he tells them basically. Hear me, settle in a season. Y'all, y'all, if I wouldn't be off camera, I would run around my own little area. Y'all, this thing blessed me, hear me. We love to say, oh, God has a plan. His plan for me is not, no, 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 go back up. The people are in exile and Jeremiah is letting them know, yes, <laughs> guess what? The sentence is 40 years. Ain't none of that going to change. He said, so settle in the season. What does settle mean? Get comfortable. But this is where it gets mind blowing. This is what he says. I'm going to read it to you in verse five through seven, New Living Translation. Build homes and plan to stay. Plant gardens and eat the food they produce. Marry and have children. Then find spouses for them so that you may have many grandchildren. Multiply, produce. Do not dwindle away and work for the peace and prosperity of the city. Do good, do good by the city that you exiled in. Where I sent you into exile. Pray to the Lord for it, for its welfare will determine your welfare. Y'all, this thing did something to me. They in a situation, they've been cap they have been uh captured, they are exiled. Listen, and he Jeremiah is telling them, listen, yes, settle, gonna get married, build you some homes, pray for the people, do well by the city, help the city grow. I'm in captivity. Anybody wanna be here? And I gotta be here for 40 years. Jeremiah said, Hear me out. Go on and settle. Get comfortable in your un discomfort. Get comfortable in that thing, that's, that marriage that you like. Uh-uh. 
Going to get comfortable. Produce in it. Love in it. Wait in it. Get comfortable in that season of where I don't understand why this is happening. Why? Get comfortable. And you're going to produce in your uncomfortableness. And you're going to do some things. Go ahead and come on. Then you're going to pray for the person that irritates you. That job. That person that you under. Go. Not only are you going to produce in that position that you didn't ask for and they put more on you, but then you're going to pray for it. You're going to make the position better because of the God that sent you. Y'all, this thing gave me life. Do you hear me? But then go on. So like I said, he said, yep, you will be in Babylon for 70 years, but then here we go. Come on. God has a plan. It says, but then this is the what he's telling them that he said, but then I will come and do for you. All the good things I have promised, and I will bring you home again. I ain't going to leave you there, because I promise I would never leave you nor forsake you. If you look for me wholeheartedly, you know it's always conditional, you will find me. I will be found by you, says the Lord. He said, all you got to do is call me. All you got to do is ask, and I'm going to show you some things. Then as we go to 13 through 14, I will end your captivity and restore your fortunes. I will gather you out of the nations where I sent you, where I sent you, where I, come on, don't run. Cause see some of these scriptures, we be running past it. Amen. He said it, uh-uh, uh-uh. It says, let's go slowly. I will end your captivity. That's a promise. And restore your fortunes. I will gather you out of the nations where I sent you. Hold on. Because some of us done, listen, today we done, we done told the devil off, right? You, a, listen, I call him cockeyed. You a cockeyed liar. Let me tell you, but y'all, some things the Lord said, I'm doing more than one thing. Can't blame him. If it, if it come to you, it had to pass through his hands. Understand me. He said, well, I sent you. I sent you there. Yep. But I'm doing something. And you're going to produce in it. But then I said, I'm going to bring you home. Y'all, this thing blessed me. So Jeremiah, and then as the scriptures go on, he said, listen, don't listen to them false prophets that come to you. You hear that too. He lets them know it's going to be 70 years, but God is thinking about you. So settle, settle in the season, produce in the exile season, produce yeah, that thing that you feel like got you captive, produce. God said in your weakness, I can do great things, multiply, come on. And then as we go on, y'all, now that I done talked about the plan, let's move it on to Ephesians. Ephesians 1 and 3 keeps on, it talks about God's eternal plan. It reminds us that even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us. I wanted to talk about Jeremiah, because so many times when we talk about the plan of God, we automatically go to that scripture, you know, and he, and his plan is not, a, it's not, but you got to go up and also see when that declaration was being made. And even in the conditions that it was made, because sometimes we just want to hold on, but that's not just the plan. We talk about God as a plan. He does, but Ephesians reminds us, this plan is in Christ Jesus. This plan is eternal. This plan ain't just that you get a good house and have a whole bunch of money. This plan is of righteousness. The plan, let me slow down. So Ephesians 1 and 3 reminds us, even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. In other words, he selected Latrice. He selected, there were many choices. He selected you, okay, to be holy, consecrated. I love this, set apart. When we think about set apart for him, 
set apart for him. He didn't call you to mingle and merge with everything. He didn't call you to settle. He didn't call you to, yes, we are called to be a light, but we got to make sure that we are acknowledging him in all our ways. Some of this stuff that we go out in, it's us. And then we are, we got to make a difference. Everybody running from sin, but he ain't called you to everything. And some of that, you ain't about ministry. You ain't, ain't got nothing to do with him. You trying to collect coins. You trying to be in the middle. You trying to push your way through and he not going to allow that to go forth. So it says that what he did, he consecrated us. He selected us so that we would be holy. A word that we act like we don't know. Holy, consecrated, set apart for him, purpose driven. Not purpose driven after your purpose after his purpose, y'all, and blameless in his sight. And I love that because here's the thing, blameless in his sight is so mind-blowing because we have to remember that God is not looking down. You know, yes, he's sovereign, but he's not, uh, they did, uh, they, that's not, that was never his plan. He gave his son to free us so that we could walk in freedom. Satan is the accuser of the brethren. He's the one that's condemning and throwing up. Yes, the Holy Spirit convicts us so that we can get things straight, but he's not putting us under condemnation. So in God's eternal plan, he planned for us. And, and here's the bottom line. I want you to know you are above, you are part of the plan. If you're looking at me and you like me, like girl, I can tell you some things. You don't know what I did. He planned for you. He planned for you. You know, like how at the year is like everybody had the little vision board parties and we're planning through the year and we're like, this is what we're going to do. And we have the nice calendar and we're pl girl, that planning up, uh, bro, that planning, but that vision board party don't have nothing on God. Like he planned, he planned and what he planned, what he planned, you want to be a part of. Okay. So hear that. You are not just existing, merely trying to figure something out. No, 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 no. You have purpose, but that purpose drive, that drive, that being purpose driven, it begins in Christ Jesus. Here's what verse nine says. God has now revealed to us his mysterious will, God's plan regarding Christ, which is to fulfill his own good plan, not yours. He is about, God is always, he's seeing on a whole different level than what we're seeing. We looking at what's before us, like I was this morning. Lord, like, girl, rise up, daughter. Come on, uh, come on. Uh-uh, I got. I need you to go. You gonna do mine, say Monday. Yes, you are. Come on, get, get out of your feelings and yourself. Snap out of it. It ain't about you. It's about what I wanna do through you. Verse 10, and this plan, y'all, now this got me right here. I said, oh, Lord, I want to shout and I'm yelling out. And verse 10, here's what it says. And this is the plan, right? You get excited. All right, tell me. But look what the next word said at the right time. That thing just jumped out. I don't know if y'all read scripture sometime and all of a sudden that what you don't read a scripture like 500 times, but all of a sudden that one word jump out. That's what it was at the right time. I was like, so in other words, you trying to say, wait and be of good courage. Mm -hmm. Because guess what? There's an appointed time. Oh my God. My prayer partner tell me that all the time. That'd be her word to me. When I go low, when I hit that, sometimes that rock bottom, she'll, 
There is a, she almost be saying it with her teeth. And I already can say it before she do it. But sometimes we have to be reminded there is an appointed time. And here's the thing. I don't know about y'all, but we don't want nothing before his time. Because you don't know. It's not even about you. You don't know what he's working out for where he's taking you. That may not be ready yet. Or it may be you. You don't know. But there is an appointed time. So we must stay encouraged. We can't get weary. And we got to endure to the end. Now, and guess what? And this is my favorite. We have to know he who promised is faithful to do just what he said. So the scripture again at verse 10. At the right time. God will bring everything together under the authority of Christ, everything in heaven and on earth. The plan is, I know y'all been waiting, what's the plan? That Christ be at the center of everything we do, period. He called you as a doctor, start the business, write the book. You got to know that the byproduct of your obedience is not just, I'm about to, I'm about to level up, I'm, no. It's for eternal value. It's for that one. It's for the job that he called you. You got to see what you don't see. So you go into the assignment knowing, hmm, he got a plan. All right, how do I keep you at the center of this? They assigned me this team, Lord. I know that the numbers are down and this need to happen. But Lord, what, what do you want me to see? And while you're working on the numbers and he'll give you strategy and things that others figure out, like she just got in this position. But then he'll also say, notice this one. Notice how they come in. Notice that they eat lunch by themselves. They dealing with oppression, depression. I want you to befriend. Like he'll show you in every situation, the plan is that Christ be at the center. So we have to remember we are created for his glory. And the plan is that we glorify his name in all that we do, in our assignment, in our purpose, in everything, in that marriage, in your children. Yes, he's the core. So then when that happens, guess what? We can be confident of this very thing, y'all, that he which begun the good work, he wrote the plan. He started the vision, the eternal vision board party. He that begun it, y'all, he's going to be faithful to perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. God's plan is a long range plan. And guess what? It's in Christ. God's plan is in Christ. Everything begins and ends with him. It's in Christ. It's in Christ. So why am I driving this? Because you understand how rich you are from the beginning. I'm not starting my day. I'm not starting my life having to figure it out. No, I am rich, not just in grace, mercy, and I've been redeemed out of freedom. Goodness and mercy is following me. I got a whole heavenly entourage that's fighting for me. Angels assigned to me, minister angels. I'm not just rich from that. I'm seated in heavenly places. Hold on. But then you mean the master, y'all going to master classes. Y'all need to get the mind of the master. You mean my master actually got a plan. I'm out here paying people. And I said paying people is wrong. But you got to start with him. He knows the resource that you should be utilizing. Not you just going with them because they got so many lights. And that could not be who God is assigned for you. But when you realize he has a plan, you start going in that room, wherever your secret place is, and say, all right, now, it ain't got to be a mystery. Hold on. You say you revealed this thing to me. Show me. That's what you began to do. And here's what the, God's plan, it, the results, in, I mean, not the results, but here's what God's plan is. In Christ, keep hearing this, in Christ, 
we discover who we are and what we live for. In Christ, we discover our superpower and inner strength. In Christ, we find out what the weight of our pains are and that they are very purposeful. In Christ, we discover the masterpiece we are and that our mess has a miraculous purpose behind it. In Christ, we see that that setup, that I'm sorry, that setback was a setup and God is getting ready to unveil to the world, to you, what he planned long ago. You didn't think that he was frantically putting your life together. I did this morning. I ain't gonna lie. I ain't gonna lie, because we got to be honest, we be human. I, I did, I felt a little some kind of way. But I had to be reminded, this is why the word of God is so important. Because, like, he don't sleep or slumber. Slumber. He not trying to figure out your life today. He knows you. So guess what? When we understand that in Christ, we have hope. And we experience, we experience glorious living. In Christ, we find out, y'all, everything that he planned and that everything is working for real for our good when we're called according to his plan and his purpose it ain't gonna work out when you go away from him he give us grace but what you will find out in christ is that god thought about everything he thought of everything so why am i saying that i am telling you all of this as i close you are so rich because god has a personalized plan just for you and if that does not blow your mind i don't know what to tell you like the whole plan of your life god thought of everything and provided for everything it said in ephesians he's already given us all spiritual blessings don't minimize that i know that's in the spirit where is that right now that's your part if you go sit at the table and take your position and recognize that he gives manna by day his plan is that we would daily surrender to his will and his way. And then as we do that, he lets us in. The word does give light to our path. And then he aligns our, our path with resources. But it begins in him. When we are trying to look out to others as our source, no, you ain't going to find it. You ain't going to be able to settle. Okay? So here's what I want you to know. Ephesians 1 and 10. I love this um passage but i want to read it in the passion translation it says before we were even born he gave us our destiny that we would fulfill the plan of god who always accomplishes every purpose and plan in his heart y'all what am i saying i'ma just end it with my favorite scripture y'all already know okay the whole bible is my favorite scripture but y'all know it's got to start in what psalms 139 Psalms 139, 16. This is how I want to close it. New Living Translation. You, you saw who you created me to be before I became me. Think about that. Before I've ever seen the light of day, the number of days you planned for me were already recorded in your book. I don't know how you could not feel rich in love, in grace, in mercy, and like, he's, it's like, I, in my prayer time lately, I just been saying daddy, I'm for real. Cause I'm a daddy's girl. I love my daddy, but I've been in like, dad's been taking a different, you know, if you've had a good father in your life, if you have not, I, I get it, but I have, and I'd be like, daddy, I, I can relate to that. I'm like, I'll just go in and be like, dear, I'm like, 
daddy. Like, because I believe my daddy, now he going to fuss to give me $5 or $25 or 250 child. I'm going to fast and pray. He going to give it to me, but I'm going to have to hear his mouth. But when you think about, like, daddy, like my heavenly daddy, like, he's like, no, it's like, it's already done. It's already done, but he wants us to walk and know with confidence, not in of ourselves, but in him, that he started this work in us. He is going to walk us on the path and he is going to complete it. But we have to believe that he really has a plan that his thoughts of us are good and not evil. So I don't know about you, but that should make you feel like you're rich. All right. So I can hear my babies out there. I'm going but I pray y'all encourage because I encourage my own self through my word. I hope it encouraged you. All right. See you next Monday. I'm going to be here on Monday for real. For real, for real. Bye. Hi and welcome. This is Latrice Bartley, founder of Purposefully Living, where your passion meets God's purpose. I believe God created you for a purpose. So why not purposefully live every day of your life by embracing your uniqueness and walking in the fullness of who Christ created you to be?